This is the One Big Thought Podcast. Well, hey, welcome everybody to another episode of the One Big Thought Podcast. I'm Andy George. I'm the senior pastor here at Crossroads Fellowship, who is the host and sponsor of the One Big Thought Podcast. And I'm glad you came back because we are going to jump into part two of a multi-part episode series around how do I live my life and ministry and business and relationships inspired instead of frustrated. Before we do that, though, I just want to point your attention towards a few things. First of all, if you're listening to this this week prior to November the 11th of 2023, we have a lead conference here at Crossroads Fellowship. Awesome opportunity to come and grow and invest in yourself as a leader. And so if you are in the Raleigh area or anywhere close that you can get here, literally around the country, I want to encourage you to go to crossroads.org lead. We would love to see you here to uh, invest into your leadership as well. But with that, I want to encourage you to dig deep into this conversation that I'm having around inspiration versus frustration. And here we go with part two of the little series here. All right. Well, hey, last week we kicked off a multi-part series around inspiration versus frustration, and I'm excited to continue it today. And really the recap of this, so go back and listen to the previous episode, uh, part one, where I give the intro, the overview, and everything around how do I live life inspired versus frustrated. And we really started to kick the ball down the road, if you will, to understand how do I lead out of inspiration? How do I lead instead of being frustrated? How do I lead out of being inspired? And frustration is something we all face in every aspect of our life, whether it's our own personal health journey, it's relationships, our school, business, ministries with other people. There's always seasons that we feel frustrated, but how do we actually live a life inspired instead of frustrated. So last week, we talked about embracing God's plan versus our own plan. We talked about fostering faith versus scarcity. And we talked about how to build healthy relationships versus a lack of resources and people. I want to continue today with uh, really the fourth point that I started last week, which is to recruit and empower new leaders versus blaming. I think blaming is one of the weakest, weakest characteristics that somebody can have, especially in leadership, when we blame everybody else. See, inspirational leaders are proactive in identifying, training, and supporting emerging leaders within their ministry. And when we empower leaders, they foster the culture of growth, sustainability, shared responsibility, shared ownership. This approach doesn't only strengthen the ministry, but also strengthens and demonstrates the leader's commitment to developing the next generation of servant leaders. And so a lot of times people get frustrated in ministry or in life because they're not recruiting and empowering new leaders. It's the same people doing the same things week in, week out. It gets stale. It gets tiresome. uh, You get frustrated real easily. So when we're frustrated, a frustration-driven leader, they resort to blaming, and they blame other people when things go wrong. So instead of focusing on empowering other people, to find solutions, the tendency can to create a toxic environment that actually stifles growth, discourages potential leaders from stepping up, and by committing to recruit and empowering new leaders, these leaders can turn the tide and literally create a ministry that's built to last. But what happens is 
a frustrated leader will resort to blaming. I can't do this because of blank. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough resources. And they create this toxic environment where they actually will ultimately blame other people. Well, it's not my fault. It's the senior pastor's fault. Well, it's not my fault. It's my ministry partner's fault. It's not my fault. It's my spouse's fault. It's my kid's fault. It's my boss's fault. It's uh, it's the people driving down the road's fault. It's everybody else's fault, but my own. And I think that we have to be very, very careful that we are not blaming other people, but instead we are looking to empower people, raise up the next generation. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. This is the rhythm of growth. This is the rhythm of what happens when we are a growing organization. We are entrusting and empowering other people to continue the work of the ministry. Here's another point here, point number five. Uh, to maintain maintain a clear vision versus a lack of why. Uh, inspired leaders, let's talk about them first. Inspirational leaders excel at communicating their ministry's vision, ensuring that everybody, everybody on the team, all the members understand the mission and their role in achieving it. So in other words, a clear, compelling vision inspires and motivates team members to work together towards a common goal, creating a sense of purpose and direction. By maintaining a clear vision, inspirational leaders foster a sense of unity, of focus, and engagement within their ministry. So when you and I can paint the picture, we can paint the vision. This is why we exist. This is what we're doing. We're able to communicate that. Versus the frustration, the other side of this, frustration-driven leaders often lack a clear why. And they lack a clear why behind their mission, behind their purpose. And that can lead to confusion. It can lead to disengagement amongst other team members. And also, without a strong sense of purpose, it becomes difficult for individuals to feel connected to the ministry's goal, motivating to contribute their talents and efforts. Uh, And so, in other words, we have to revisit vision, articulate a clear, meaningful why. And when we can do that, these kind of leaders can re-energize the ministry, rekindle the passion, commitment of the team members. Habakkuk 2.2, the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on the tablets so he may run, run who reads it. So we have to, as leaders, if we are truly going to be inspirational leaders, then one of our main roles, main job as the leader is to communicate regularly to communicate clearly, to communicate effectively, and by the way, put that on repeat, the vision of why we're doing what we're going to do. Uh, because what happens is if we don't have a clear vision, then there's no there's no purpose. People start questioning, why are we doing this? And when you get a lot of people asking why, that gets real frustrating really quick. And maybe you're listening to this and you're asking why. Like, why are you where you are? Why are you doing the job you're doing? Uh, why is this not happening? It gets real, real frustrating. The next point is this, to utilize available resources versus a cloudy vision. So again, inspirational leaders possess a resourceful mindset. They recognize the potential in existing resources and people to achieve their ministry goal. By identifying and leveraging the talents, skills, and resources already at our disposal, these kind of leaders can create innovative solutions and maximize the impact of their ministry. See, this approach not only demonstrates their ingenuity, but also fosters a sense of accomplishment, pride amongst the team members who see the value in their collective efforts. So when we are inspired, we will use whatever resources we have. We're not going to make excuses. 
Frustration-driven leaders, on the other hand, often struggle with the cloudy vision. We just talked about the lack of why. And when there's cloudy vision, lack of why, uh, it can make for a very difficult time to recognize and utilize the resources available to them. So a little bit different. So the, the last point, we talked about a very clear vision versus a lack of why. What this point is talking about is that if we're inspired, we're going to see clearly the resources we have, whether those resources are people, money, physical objects, material buildings, etc. And if we don't, then it gets real cloudy real quick. And if we have cloudy vision, so not a lack of why, but just a cloudy vision, then what happens is that the clarity can lead, the, the lack of clarity can lead to missed opportunities, to inefficiencies, to frustration by the team. And so we have to seek God's guidance in this to clarify not only the vision, but also clarify and make clear a resourceful mindset. And really, it's a mindset, isn't it? It's more than just, do I don't have resources? You have resources. Everybody has resources to some degree. Even if you are the only resource you have, you have a resource. So the question is, is my mind clear or is it really, really cloudy? 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 says, And God, who is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Let me just encourage you, if you're frustrated right now and you're feeling like you don't have enough, can I just tell you that God is able to make all things available to you so that you can actually do the work, that he is sufficient in all things at all times for all purposes and reasons so that you can accomplish what he's called you to accomplish. Finally, I want to wrap up just kind of the the first part of uh, this f- inspiration versus frustration. I want to talk about adopting an I get to mindset versus an I have to mindset. See, inspirational leaders embrace the joy and the privilege of serving other people, inspiring team members to approach their roles with enthusiasm and gratitude. Adopting the I get to mindset, these kind of leaders create a positive atmosphere that really encourages other individuals to give their best, take pride in their contributions to the ministry or the job or the relationship. This mindset fosters a sense of fulfillment, purpose, satisfaction amongst the team members and you who view their service as a meaningful and rewarding experience. I think this is so incredibly key, especially for those of us in ministry. For those of us in ministry, our mindset has to be, I get to do this job. I get to do this for a living. I get to do this even if it's part-time. I get to do ministry. I get to fulfill God's calling. Versus, conversely, a frustrated leader will adopt the I have to mindset. Man, this creates a negative atmosphere. It hinders potential growth. This mindset leads to feelings of resentment. This is where burnout comes into play. This is where disconnection with other team members who begin to view their service as a burden rather than a blessing. And we have to shift our perspective. We have to embrace the joy, embrace the privilege of serving Even when ministry is brutal, even when ministry is hard, even when it's ugly, at the end of the day, we have to have the mindset, I get to do this. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 to 24, says, Whatever you do, work heartily, as for the Lord, not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever you do... Jesus is your boss. 
do it as if you're doing it for him. That's what that's saying. So again, this is a matter at this point, whether you're a ministry or not, this just comes down to whatever you do, just do it as if you're doing it for the Lord himself. And if you did it the way that you would do it from the Lord, I guarantee you, you'd have a different mindset. And this, by the way, goes into our relationships, our marriages with our kids uh, as human beings, in our kindness, generosity, in our grace, in our servanthood, uh, across the board. Whatever we're doing, whether it's setting up chairs on a Sunday morning, whether it's leading a business meeting on a Tuesday afternoon, whatever it is, I encourage you, have the mindset, I get to do this, and I get to do it for the Lord. So by adopting these principles that we covered in the last episode and the remaining ones in this episode, uh, leaders, you, you and I, whether it's in ministry or in business or in life and family, we can foster an inspirational environment that really promotes growth, resilience, and a shared sense of purpose. So ultimately, this approach will enable ministries, leadership, businesses, all those things to achieve lasting impact and really transform the lives of the people that we serve. So as a, as a way of these two sessions, these two episodes being the intro to inspirational versus frustration, the goal is that we would have a different mentality. The, the difference oftentimes is a mental shift. Now, it's not as easy as that sometimes, and sometimes we have to live in a little bit of frustration in order to drive us towards excellence and drive us towards inspiration. I get that. But at the end of the day, it is a mental choice. I'm going to choose to have a I get to mindset. I'm going to choose to operate with clear vision. I'm going to choose to look at my available resources. I'm going to choose to recruit and empower leaders. I'm going to choose to build healthy relationships. I'm going to choose to foster faith over scarcity. I'm going to choose to follow God's plan, not my plan. That's how this works. Otherwise, we're choosing the other side of that. We're choosing, I have to, cloudy vision, lacking the why, blaming people, lacking resources, having a scarcity, we're following our own plan. That's the difference. And oftentimes, it really is this mental shift that happens that brings me back to my calling, brings me back to my purpose. As we end episode, well, I guess I'll call this episode two of the Inspiration versus Frustration, part two, I should say, I want to leave you with four self-evaluation questions. The, the next episode, we're going to talk about transitioning from frustration to inspiration in life. So we're going to actually talk about how to make that mental shift transition in the next episode. And I think we got probably at least two, maybe three episodes left to go uh, in this multi-part episode, little mini-series. But to determine whether you are leading or ministering or operating out of inspiration or frustration, let me give you four questions. Question number one, how do I approach challenges and setbacks in my ministry? You could substitute the word ministry for whatever you want, uh, business, marriage, relationships, school, sports, whatever. How do I approach challenges and setbacks? So consider whether you respond to challenges with faith and resourcefulness, trusting God's guidance, seeking solutions, or if you react with blame and a focus on limitations. Question number two, how would I describe the atmosphere within my team? How do I describe that atmosphere within my business team, my leadership team, my ministry team? Again, reflect on whether your team experiences a positive, supported, faith-filled atmosphere, or if negativity, scarcity, and blame are prevalent. Question number three, 
What is my primary motivation behind my work? Again, it's a great evaluation question to evaluate whether you are driven by a clear sense of purpose and vision that's rooted in God's plan, or if your motivation stems from personal goals or a sense of obligation. The fourth and final question, how do I engage with and empower others in my ministry? That's a good one. I'm going to say that one more time. How do I engage with and empower others in my ministry, my leadership team, whatever you want to call it? So consider whether you prioritize building healthy relationships, investing time and effort into developing new leaders, or if you struggle with delegating tasks and nurturing others to grow. So I hope that those four questions will help you. I hope that, uh, again, this part two of inspiration versus frustration, I hope that you feel inspired, but I also hope you feel challenged. I think there's a lot of great questions in here that we're talking about, that we're walking through, that we're navigating. And my hope for you is that you will absolutely be inspired to live that way, to operate, to work, and to have relationships that way. Well, as we close out this episode, this part two, uh, I want to encourage you as well. One of the goals that we have and one of the hopes I have is that we can be an inspiration to you. So as always, if you have questions, comments, if you need anything, uh, especially when it comes to ministry, if you just need some encouragement, uh, if you want to talk to somebody, if you are lacking uh, some resources that you just need to figure out how to move beyond, uh, please reach out to us. Again, you can reach us at info at crossroads.org. And you can just note that you're responding to this podcast and we'll be happy to help you in any way possible. Well, until next time, I hope you have a great day and join us on part three next week of Inspiration versus Frustration. Frustration.